Potter. S. I need a yo, sir. Efficiency, you know? Yo! Apparently it was just a minor skirmish. Funny, they don't look skirmish. I'm gonna sit at a table where I'll be appreciated. There's an empty one over there. because it's got booze in it, see? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me is my good pal, Simon. Ah, uh, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 8, Episode 6, Period of Adjustment. It's the 179th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Jim Mulligan and John Rappaport. It originally aired on October 22nd, 1979, and the production code is S604. I just got off the horn with i -Corps. You know how fussy they are? They actually expect to see morning reports every morning. Say it'd be a real boost for their morale if they got one from us once in a while. Just tell them, unless they hear any different, assume everything's okay. You know, no news is good news. Do them, Klinger. On time, every day, that's an order. Sir, am I to take it from your tone you are dissatisfied with the way I'm performing my duties? I can't tell you that until I see you perform one. You've been company clerk for two weeks now. So far, you've handled the job with all the efficiency of a one-legged man at a butt-kicking contest. I'm doing the best I can, sir. I was afraid of that. Maybe this responsibility's too much for you. No sin in owning up to that. We can't all be radars. And obviously, we can't all be sensitive to underlings either. Now, if you're through insulting me, sir, I have mail to deliver. I also have the plot summary. Corporal Klinger must learn how to become the company clerk as BJ gets a particularly vehement earning to return home after realizing that his daughter Erin's childhood is passing him by rapidly. Mail call, Houlihan M. Give me that. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned military courtesy? Klinger, this morning I asked Colonel Potter about my two new nurses. He said, what two new nurses? I said, the two new nurses on my personnel requisition. He said, what requisition? And I said, the requisition you obviously never got from Klinger, your new company cluck. Company cluck? That's a low blow, Major. There's a perfectly logical reason why Colonel Potter hasn't seen those requisitions. What is it? I lost them. And guest stars of this episode, uh, Eileen Saki plays of Rosie. She was born November the 18th, 1943, and was the final and longest winning actress to play the character. Uh, she also had a small but memorable role in the season five premiere episode, Bug Out, as the head madame of a group of prostitutes. Then we have Jan Jorder, who played Nurse Baker. She appeared in nine episodes of MASH in seasons 6 through 11 in various nurses' roles. She married Burt Metcalf, a series line producer, before taking the reins as executive producer in series 6. Jan was always credited as Nurse Baker in her appearances. Her first appearance was in season 7 episode, Commander Pierce. And Jeff Maxwell returns as Private Igor Strominsky. Then we have Gwen Farrell returns as Nurse Abel. Gwen, a.k.a. Gwen Farrell Adir, 
was born November 29, 1932, is an American actress best known for her appearance as various nurses in the television series MASH. She is among one of the longest-serving, reoccurring cast members. She was there at the beginning as one of the five nurses shown in the opening sequence running toward the chopper pad. She also had a credited role in the last episode, Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. Over 11 years, she played respectively Nurse Butler, Wilson, Abel, and Gwen. She also had many uncredited appearances and can be seen frequently as a background character. Born Gwendolyn Yancey in Los Angeles, Gwen is the daughter of Fatburger hamburger chain founder Lovey Yancey. Oh, that's an interesting... I love Fatburger. Mm, okay. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> and uh, I've got off really lightly on this one. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kelly Nakahami returns Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. You want mail? Get it yourself. You too. Ah, the postman always sneers twice. I'll do it, Klinger. You must be worn out carrying that grudge around all day. Pierce! Here. Pierce! Here. Honeycutt! Present. Sorry, no present, just a letter from home. Aha, you were wrong about the present. Aaron sent me another cookie. Klinger, feel around in your bag for a wet letter. She must have sent milk. Klinger, <laughs> thought I'd find you here. It's mail call, sir. Yes, I know. I just found mine outside on the ground. Okay, so I dropped it. Maybe it's a suicide note and it jumped out by itself. It astounds me, Klinger. It truly does that you are still company clerk. I'd have thought that by now Colonel Potter would have replaced you with a higher form of plant life. Don't listen to him, Klinger. We love you. Especially in the spring when you bloom. Now, his predecessor, Corporal O'Reilly, was no Aristotle. But compared to this oaf, he was a veritable Phi Beta Kappa. Who's an oaf? And what's a Phi Beta Kappa? I rest my case. Hey, guys, listen to this. Peg says a meeting with Radar went just as we planned. Aaron and I went to the airport, and we spent two or three hours with him. He sure is a cute little guy, and so nice. Sweetheart, it was really funny. When Aaron first saw Radar in his uniform, she ran up to him and said, Hi, Daddy. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes comes drollery. Come on, what else did she say? Uh, she just goes on with some other stuff. Who cares anyway? Radar, radar, radar. Even from somebody 10,000 miles away. That's all I hear about. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. First of all, I'll give this episode an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, again, I, I question how could Klinger not know how to do this job? That was big, bold letters I wrote. Mm. Um, I know it's for the story, you know, but it just, it bothered me that he was so inept and he's not, you know, he works in OR with the doctors. He's not a stupid person, but it was, it's still funny watching him try to adjust to this, Mm. this new position. There was lots of one-liners I found in this episode. I know MASH is a lot of one-liners usually, but this one I felt like there was particularly uh, more than usual. I didn't really enjoy... B- I mean, I understand BJ's, you know, why he was doing what he was doing, but it just it really bothered me mm. watching him be so distraught and so upset and hating on Radar. And But, I mean, I gave Mike Farrell 10 out of 10. He was amazing. His acting... When he's sitting there and he's talking to Hawkeye and he's starting to cry and he's talking about how uh, he's missing his daughter's life and when you know when she saw Radar and thought she, she, you know, Radar was him and it's just I'm here you know in this stinking place and I got that damn letter from Peg and 
first time my little girl ever called anybody daddy. It wasn't me. <laughs> Look, it could have been anybody in a uniform. Oh, I know, I know. I know, I can see him standing there holding her hand, laughing. See Peg smiling, wearing that per perfume she wears. I can see him giving, giving her in the present. I sent for her, touching her hair, giving the hug I should have gotten. Made our soul mock, I should be glad for him. But I'm not. I'm so torn up with envy, I almost hate him. And I feel the same way about Trapper, and I never even met him. But he built that still with you, and... And he... He's home, too. You go home. One day we'll all go home. I've been gone so long, okay? Lifetime. Aaron's lifetime. If I go home tomorrow, I'll never, never get that back. <laughs> he starts crying, and it's just, and he's so angry at Radar, and he, he knows he shouldn't be, but he is, and... Mm. It's just so well done, but it's so hard to watch for me. I did enjoy, you know. I know you have a thing with drunk people. How did you? What did you think of drunk BJ and Klinger? Uh, yeah, about the same as I think okay. of drunk Klinger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, it was just, it was difficult for me to watch. You know, I I loved the the end where BJ's apologizing to Hawkeye. Uh, you know, in uh, Potter's room, and they're on the ground, and he's, mm. he's in tears. And oh, you know what I did today? I hit the best friend I ever had. I'm sorry, Hawk. I'm sorry. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Look, there's some really good dramatic moments, and that's why he probably gave it a, an eight out of ten. And I gave Mike, like I said, a 10 out of 10 because he did definitely, he brought it. At least, I thought he did. I don't know about you. What did you think of this episode? Yeah, you know, uh, the, the it's like funny because it's, it's two weeks later. Yes. So we, we get that nod at the at the beginning of this episode. Uh, and Potter's having to go at Klinger. Again, you do look and you go, oh, come on. Now, you know, it, it should be on the ball for this as well. Yeah. There were some nice nods like to, you know, when, I think it's Winchester. It could be BJ. So. Whatever happened to our cheery evening meals? I, I do. I do like that. I do like that nod. But again, like, like you, I mean, the, the trouble is, is the fact that we know that the Korean War, they wasn't over there for as long as they are in these TV series. You know, yes. they're only probably over there, you know, eight months maybe, something like that, I think. So really, his daughter wouldn't have really changed an awful lot. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, I mean, but you, 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 had a you have a daughter. Do you can imagine yeah. being from two months to a year and a half? Yeah, That's no, a I mean, lot. Don't get me wrong, I, I, it is a lot, yeah. But I mean, I, she's I, not going to remember it, but... 
No, no, and know. I suppose he does. Yeah. But again, I agree with you that the whole... I mean, I think he's acting... Like, like what you said, Mike yeah. Fowler's acting from being really quiet about it and, and just thinking about it and pondering over it. Yeah. I think that is brilliant. And also the bit when he's lying on the floor and he's apologising to Hawkeye and getting upset again. It's so good. Just just wonderful. I just didn't like... I don't like the... I don't mind him drinking because I can understand why he's doing it. Yeah. But just the whole thing of putting his fist through the drinks cabinet, no blood there at all. Yeah. That's a bit annoying. And you know, and also Jamie Farr's drunk Klinger again, which I, I, you know, <laughs> hey hey, it's your when favorite. To, but but it's also but what's nice about this is is um, Mulcahy's conversation with him about how Vader was not very good when he first came there. You seem to think Klinger leaves a little something to be desired as a company clerk. I think Klinger leaves everything to be desired as a company clerk. Well, we had a fellow here a while back before you arrived who was much worse. Worse than Klinger? Father, you wouldn't lie to a Presbyterian, would you? Oh, believe me, this lad was quite a bozo. He couldn't do anything right, drove everybody crazy with questions. You should have seen him try to patch through a call, looked like hand-to-hand combat. Folks here were convinced that the enemy had sent him to sabotage the unit. Yeah, so whatever happened to this rube? Well, as time went by, he got a little better. Your late predecessor, Colonel Blake, rest his soul, took him under his wing and sort of helped him grow into the job. You suckered me, Padre. You're talking about radar. The very same bozo. You see, when you arrived, you got the broken-in model. But my, my, his first few months were harrowing indeed. Now, at the risk of interfering, Colonel, don't you think Corporal Klinger deserves the same consideration? Yeah. Which, which just goes to show actually how long Father Mulcahy's been there. He's the longest serving, he must be the longest serving member of the whole troop. Because yeah. this is, bef- you know, before Vader turns up. So, you know, I love that. That, that. that kind of speech is really nice. Yeah. And also in part, I does talk to Max. Park it in the chair, Corporal. It's not plugged in, is it? Let's uh, clear the air, Klinger. I think we both realize you're no radar. So they tell me, sir. But by the same token, radar is no clinger. I'll follow you, sir. Folks around here were awfully fond of Henry Blake when he ran this fort, weren't they? Well, sure, the colonel was a top-notch kind of a guy. You bet he was. And believe me, my first days in his shadow were a mite uneasy. Nobody was jumping for joy over me. I was no Henry Blake. Never tried to be. That didn't mean I was better or worse, just different. The thing is, the people here gave me a chance to get comfortable and to make this job Sherman Potter's. I guess maybe I forgot that when you took over for radar. What I'm trying to tell you is you need the time to take this job and make it Max Klinger's. So just do it. And if you need some help, if you've got a question, just knock on my door. Is that clear, Max? Crystal clear, sir. All right. As of right now, Radar's office is closed. Clinger's 
is open. You know, and I, I, I like that bit as well. The smashing of the still is just annoying because that's kind of yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I don't mind the punch. I think the punch is good because Hawkeye's in his face and he needs to let off. Steam. I know, but still, that's just oh, so hard to watch. I, you you I know, know I have a hard time watching those two fight, so. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that that's what best mates are for. You're right. Sometimes, You're right. You, you know, the one person you can lash out to is the person who's going to look after you. That's true. I, I used to really dislike this. I mean, I, I only gave it, I gave it an 8 out of 10 as well. But okay. um, I used to really hate it. I used to really dislike this episode because of the fact I was thinking that they're talking about their old friend. They're kind of like getting angry over something. Which I, at the time when I was young, I didn't really think much of. Yeah. Um, but now, as you say, because I'm like a father, I can imagine yeah. what it's like to not see your daughter and only hear about what's happening when they're having the letter. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the strongest of episodes, but there are some really nice bits. And I think what holds it together is Mike Fowler's acting and also the, the wonderful speech that William Christopher gives as Mulcahy to, yeah. to Potter. Yeah. No, I agree. That's great. Very cool. What's it look like out there, Padre? Much of a line waiting to get in? Oh, just a few, Colonel. Thank the Lord, business wasn't particularly brisk today. At this location, I told you we needed a better corner. Apparently, it was just a minor skirmish. Funny, they don't look skirmish. And even though skirmish was in the war, did you beat? I'll need some more retraction, Margaret. Father, can you help us, please? Oh, coming up. I requisitioned more nurses, but we don't have them yet. If you're sending out for nurses, order me one, with everything to go. I'd rather send out for a new company clerk. The clown we have is the reason we don't have the nurses. Now, Major, Klinger isn't making my life a better Petunias either. Let's just be a little patient. I agree with Major Houlihan, Colonel. There must be at least a dozen candidates who could handle the job better than Klinger. One springs to mind immediately, my pet Mastiff Bruno. I think you people are being very unkind to Corporal Klinger. Oh, it isn't Klinger so much, Padre. We all got used to the way Radar handled things. Well, that sews it up. Oh, Corman, take a litter. Hey, we heard from Radar. Or about him, anyway. Peg Honeycutt saw him in San Francisco. What'd you say in her letter, Beach? Oh, nothing, really. She met the boy's plane? How was he feeling? How'd he look? What'd she say about him? He got to San Francisco. He saw my wife and kid for a couple of hours. That's it? Boy, Beach, you sure know how to tell a story. What a spellbinder. What's to tell? It's no big deal. How do you like this? I give the kid the spotlight, I give him a chance to be a big star in show business, and look what happens. All right, let's see what the IMDb crowd thought. They gave it an 8.1. So oh, they're on par with us. There we go, yeah. yeah. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm really hungry, Igor. Slice me off another hunk of that soup, will you? About the only thing you haven't lost is your appetite. If you're referring to your personnel requisition, Major, I filled out another one. Oh, how did you manage to find a typewriter? Oh, out of my way, Corporal. Is that so? <laughs> that rapier-like wit. I've heard snappier comebacks from a bowl of Rice Krispies. Oh, first I'm a plant, now I'm breakfast food. What's next? Well, you're crude and unrefined. How about petroleum? That does it. I've had enough. I'm going to sit at a table where I'll be appreciated. There's an empty one over there. Is that so? Please, don't you people think enough's enough? You have to stop picking on poor Klinger. He's doing what he can under very trying circumstances. Well, Father, he has done one thing remarkably well. He's made me realize what a little gem radar was. Radar, radar, radar. Klinger's right. Doesn't anybody talk about anything else? Even Peg, radar was here. Radar's so cute. Aaron loves radar. I'm getting sick of hearing the name. BJ, the young man did mean quite a lot to us. Well, he's gone now. Can't we forget about him? He's home seeing his family and other people's families. It's not like he was dead. He's better off than we are. 
Whatever happened to our cheery evening meals? All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. Potter sardonically refers to Hawkeye, who had a black eye from BJ striking him as the great John L. This is likely a reference to John L. Sullivan, the first heavyweight champion of gloved boxing. And Potter says to Father Mulcahy, you wouldn't lie to a Presbyterian, would you? And in the episode Welcome to Korea, Potter had said he was a Methodist. Yeah, he changes his religion occasionally. Ah, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, it happens. People do. In an unusual move, the writers and directors credited at the beginning of the episode are framed on screen so as to not block Colonel Potter's face while he is speaking on the phone. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I have a fun fact here. The show, like any other television program ever made, was always under a tight deadline. Each episode took four days to make, but these days were not nine to five. They were 12, 13 hours, sometimes 15 hour days. Uh, but alas, Alan Alden said in a recent interview, there is nothing more fun than seeing uh, success after all your hard work. And I totally agree because I work in television as well. You can spend many, many, many hours. But when you see the end product on TV with your name, it, it makes all that time worth it. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. can definitely understand that. That goes with anything. Anything you put your hard work into and you see a result, it's always rewarding. Hmm. That's a good way of looking about working life. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Well, well, if it isn't Benjamin Franklin Pierce Hawkeye, named for an Indian, a president, and a stove. Here's looking at you. You seem to be having a good time. You mind if I join you? Be my guest. Matter of fact, I'll have one with you. I hate to see a man drink alone. What are we drinking to this time, Beach? War, peace, boredom, overwork, underwork, underwear? None of the above. New shoes, old shoes, lunch, missing lunch, annual sheet-changing day? You're not even warm. I have the distinct impression you've got more in your mind than cirrhosis of the cerebellum. In OR today, the patients were more fun than you were. Why shouldn't they be? Some of them will go home. Radar went home. You remember Radar? Short, cute. My daughter calls him daddy. Oh, so that's it. It's the letter that's bothering you. Yeah, the letter. So what? I mean, I'm sorry if it annoys you, but I have this strange aversion to being away from my family. I miss them. It's the same for all of us. You don't think I miss my father? You really think that's the same? Come on, Hawkeye. How old is your father? How old? 62. 62? How old was he when you saw him last? 60, 61? Something like that, yeah. Has he changed much? Was he walking and talking when you left? Aaron wasn't. But I hear she is now. Does your father remember what you look like? Will he know you when he sees you? Is he calling anybody else son? Beej, I know how you feel. Yeah? Tell me how much you miss your kid. Okay, I don't have a kid, and I don't have a wife, but let me tell you something. Listen, I've been stuck in this sewer longer than you have, and nobody wants out of here more than I do. No? No, let me tell you something else. You're wasting your time with that stuff. I can tell you from personal experience, it won't work for long. Really? Yeah, it may get you drunk, but it won't get you home. Oh, yeah? What are you doing? Just trying to... Uh, I've got the trivia. Trivia time for me again. Uh, last episode's question, which episode was shown entirely in black and white? And the answer was the interview. This episode's question is, what's the name of Klinger's favourite hot dog place in Toledo? 
Do you know what it is? No. Off it's one of those I'll know as soon as you say it, I'll know it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Yeah. After the officers' club closed, they were headed this way together, very drunk. Have you seen them? I have seen too much of them. God, and they were here. You know what they did? They draw a face wearing glasses on a napkin. They stick it up on my dartboard and throw darts at it. They call the game Vaccinate Radar. That's sick. Not so bad, they never come close to target, but they nearly stick three Marines. That's when I took away the darts from them. And then they started to throw pretzels and peanuts at Radar Face. I kicked them out. But do you have any idea where they went? Uh-uh, just happy they went. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geeky fanboy alright cool well that's going to do it for this episode I think we both enjoyed definitely enjoyed Mike Farrell's acting in this mm. and we definitely agree there were some really great moments yeah alright well I'm Kenny and I'm Simon and we'll be seeing you removing clamp Phillips is it supposed to be making that much noise are you kidding that's music a symphony for homebrew and copper coils Klinger, you did a terrific job of getting all this stuff for us. Nothing any genius couldn't have done once he's treated with the respect he deserves. Elwood Einstein couldn't have done better. Isn't that Albert Einstein? Elwood, plumber back in Mill Valley. He'd go crazy over this thing. Thing? You make it sound like some inanimate object. This is alive. It's not a mere collection of hardware. It breathes. It has soul, warmth, love. Oh, there it is, Beach, our firstborn. The founding shot of new booze. Oh, what bouquet, what nose. Speaking of which, Klinger, in honor of your astounding resourcefulness, imagination, and downright dishonesty in obtaining the necessary parts, to you goes the honor of the first belt. How about that, Beach? We were afraid it wouldn't be good. Here's mud in your eye. Beats knuckles any day. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello. 
MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. It's the 179... I also have the plot summary. Colonel... Colonel? No, he's not Colonel. (laughs) Vehement yearning... Then we have Jane. Wow, God, my voice. <clears throat> then we had. <laughs> then, then we had. I'm going to do puberty. Uh, which episode was shine it shine shined? Not really. <laughs>